Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 82 of Grow With Soul. A week or so ago I did an Ask Me Anything on Instagram stories and a question that came up more than once was how do you find your niche? And I found that I couldn't quite put into a couple of paragraphs on a story slide of you know what I think about niching and as a few people had asked I thought it might be worth doing a podcast episode on niching. So here we are. I think niching is something that comes up over and over again in your business journey. It's often something we want to get right at the start but it continues to rear its head as we keep on developing our work. Should we have a niche? Shouldn't we have a niche? What should that niche be? I have a mixed relationship with the niche. I kind of fluctuate between thinking it's a good thing and thinking it's a bad thing. So today I thought that I'd explore the whys and the wherefores of niching and how to start thinking about your niche. So first of all, I can absolutely understand why a niche is something that you might want and how it can be helpful because it absolutely can. It feels like certainty amongst a lot of uncertainty. Even if you're flying by the seat of your pants and your self-doubt is off the charts, whether that's when you're first starting out or even further down the line, at least you know what your niche is. A niche can give you focus both in terms of your activity and what you're doing every day and in terms of your marketing and what you say. It gives you something to build on, to know what will work and not have that kind of blank page syndrome when you sit down to create something. It's easier to write captions and blog posts when you're there with a niche that is providing the topic again and again and again. In this way, a niche also really helps to establish what you're known for. You can become the person that dot 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 so the lady that makes chutney, the coach that builds community, the designer that's all about flowers. Again, because you have this certainty, because you're able to create all your marketing around that thing that you do, it feels like a safe place to kind of nestle down in. However, my problem with the concept of niching has always been that it backs you into a corner. At first, it feels comforting and secure, like you've got everything together, but the price of that security is that you're stuck with it. And you might be okay with that. Plenty of businesses are, but if you go all in on a niche, then it can be really difficult to transition out of it. So what if the lady who makes chutney wants to start making jam? Who wants to buy jam from the person who makes the best chutney? 
if you're known for one thing, it's hard to change people's opinions of you later down the road. And let's face it, chutney to jam isn't a big leap, but imagine if the designer that's all about flowers wants to start business coaching. Then she's got a really big uphill battle on her hands to completely rebrand her business. Now, it might be that all you want for the rest of your life is to make chutney and absolutely all power to you. But if you are choosing a niche because you just want to get your foot on the first rung of the ladder, you will likely quickly outgrow that first niche and then not know how to get to the next rung. The thing with niches is in order for them to work and for you to get those benefits that I talked about, you have to be all in on them and not kind of hedge your bets in case you want to change later on. But then when you're all in, it's hard to back yourself back out. So if you're not wanting to make chutney for the rest of your life, or whatever your version of that is, the benefits of finding a niche are really short term. So you have that feeling of comfort and security for the first few months and then slowly start to outgrow the niche and feel stuck. You don't feel able to evolve your work and develop within it because you know, you're a designer that people come to for flowers and nothing else. I think part of the reason we want to have a niche as business owners is that we see that people who are super niche grow really fast. And so we just think, oh, that's the way to do it. We have to have a niche if we want to grow. So that coach who has the thing and all the graphics and, you know, super slick, they're getting so many new followers and The podcast on a really cookie niche topic is absolutely everywhere. But this is the thing with niches. You likely see a very steep initial growth, but that isn't sustained over time. It eventually will plateau and then even start to drop off. And this is partly because if you have a very small niche, you could really quickly run out of new things to say. But also audiences will get their film. So say you're the coach who specialises in community building. Once your audience has built a community, they've no reason to stay hanging around because they've got it. They've ticked the box and they're moving on. And as trends move on, so does the audience. All of this happens because we tend to define a niche as a what and not a why. All the downsides I've been describing are the downsides of defining your business by what you do rather than why you do it. And yes, we're back here again for long time listeners. So let's use me as an example. My what is marketing and when I started out it was marketing coaching and so I could have gone all in on being the marketing coach, you know, capitalised TMC, the marketing coach. And, you know, I probably did kind of skirt around and occasionally dip my toe in those waters. But you can kind of imagine it, all the snazzy branding and the Instagram graphics I could have as the marketing coach. Well, my content would be super, super focused on marketing tips and tests. And it would be easy for people to kind of see the Instagram handle, the marketing coach and get what I did. But I know that I would have felt trapped in that within about six months and not able to get out of it. 
I've documented heavily over the last few months my transitioning away from providing one-to-one coaching. So just imagine how much harder that would have been if I was known as the marketing coach. As the marketing coach, I wouldn't have been able to explore new areas of my work and writing, like my blog posts about productivity and experiencing business, rather than just marketing tips. These are some of my favourite things to write. And I know that if I had to be the marketing coach, I wouldn't feel the freedom to create these things in this way. And actually much of probably your favourite content, so the personal insights, the kind of coaching episodes that go all over the place, they wouldn't exist either because I wouldn't feel that I had the flexibility and scope to experiment outside of the confines of the marketing coach niche. But instead of niching around a what, I focused on a why. My why is that everyone deserves to find their version of freedom in their life and to feel like they're the architect of it rather than an intern. And right now, I can help people who want to achieve that by running their own business. Yeah, that might change in the future, but for now, that's where that's where I'm at. So rather than centre my business around marketing, marketing became the way in which I delivered the why. And over time, that leaked out to not be just marketing, but also productivity and mindset and things like that too. And it will continue to evolve as I do. I still have a focus. Everything I create and market is about finding freedom and control. I just also have options too. So by thinking of your niche as a why not a what, it might just be possible to get the benefits of the niche without the downsides. To get that certainty and focus and be known for something, but also have room to grow and pivot with ease. And this is what I always bang on about the why. So now you're thinking, okay, well, how do I work out the why then? (laughs) If it's not a niche, it's a why, how do I get there? And I can't tell you that there's a simple hop, skip and a jump to get there. A why isn't something that you can just kind of pick out of a lineup and think, oh yeah, I'll go with that. It's something that is already within you. It's kind of formed like a diamond under the pressure of all your experiences and your beliefs and, and things that have happened. But what this also means is that you have agency. I think that we often approach things like purpose, like the why, like finding our ideal customer. We're thinking that we have to go out and find the right answer. You know, we have to do a research trip and then we have to bring it back and someone has to check it for us that we found the right thing. When really it's all up to you. The only person who decides it's right is you. So here are some questions to help you get into it. But if you do want more than the purpose kit, which I'll put in the show notes and it's also available in the trail, goes into much more depth about this. But kind of three questions to get you going are what's the one thing you wish you could tell everyone in the world? How do you enact this belief in your life at the moment? What are your strengths and skills that can bring it to life for others? So I'll pop those in the show notes as well so you can take them away and think about them for a little bit longer because they're the sorts of questions that can start to probe into the truth of it and you'll start to see through those kinds of questions 
the similarities and the things that keep coming up and keep bubbling to the surface. It's important to remember that we're not going for a perfect, final, complete, forever and ever, amen thing here. Anything too rigid and you're just still getting backed into that corner again. So we just need something that's enough for you to organise your thoughts around and that is recognisable to someone else. So just aim for a first iteration, you know, something that you can kind of loosely put words to and it feels like enough of an anchor point that you can think, all right, I've got a load of ideas around this that I can start creating content about and products about, but you don't have to be able to say in a succinct sentence right at this moment, this is what my why is. The point here is that it will evolve as you do so you can leave some room. So how do you use your niche if it's a why not a what? And actually I wrote that question down I was like well I use it in exactly the same way you would use a what niche. So you still focus your content around it, focus your products and your offerings around it and use it as the basis of your messaging. It's just a little bit broader. So let's take our our friend the chutney lady who rather than niche around chutney she niches around her why that food is the way to connect with others so for now she's creating chutney but you know she also does some sharing packs and a buy one send to a friend offer because you know that's her niche that's her why that wants to make us her stand out she creates blog posts about you know conversation starting connecting cheese boards and she also writes about her memories of connecting with her grandmother over a jam pot. Over time she begins to add new things to her range like some jams, some biscuits that all have an origin based in her core belief that food is the way to connect to others. You know she does a few dinner parties and events and like food clubs because it's all about connection. You know maybe she gets a, a magazine column based on connecting food or a book deal. So niching with your why really adds depth and interest and kind of volume rather than just talking about that product. So just a short one today because niching is a very niche topic but I do hope that this episode has been food for thought and given you a new way to think about niching. As I said in the intro, I really fluctuate between thinking niches are good and thinking niches are bad. And because my why is about freedom and being in control, I guess my issues with niching run deeper because those downsides about being backed into the corner are in direct opposition to like my core value. So take what I've said with a pinch of salt as well and really kind of look for what feels right to you what feels what feels right not easy because I think a niche can sometimes feel like an easy okay right great I've got what I need and I'm just gonna stay here but it it feels easy but it doesn't always feel right and true so aim for the right and true not the easy but ultimately only you can decide what's right for you in your business and as long as you feel that you're making decisions based on those truthful reasons then you can stand by yourself. So the questions that I mentioned and any other links will be in the show notes on my website at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast and you can come and find me on Instagram. I'm at simpleandseason. 
If you think you have a friend who'd really enjoy this episode, please do send them the link and share where you're listening online too. And until next time, I hope you grow a soul.